2: broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty Armstrong and Getty And now
3: he is Armstrong and
0: Getty Live from Studio C See si, señor
3: It's a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, y'all, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager
0: Joseph R. Biden, President of the United States, born in a log cabin, uniter in chief, candidate for president.
3: Won the Battle of Monterey in the uh, war against Mexico.
0: That's how he got his start. That's right. Or was that
3: U.S. Grant? That was U.S. Grant. Sorry. Contemporary, but different guy. How y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Lots to talk about today. Every single day. Every day's crazy. Every day's crazy it. in the modern
0: world. Air ding-bang that, day. That may be the most common thing I hear from my buddies. Plenty to talk about, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: A number of things I look forward to talking about today, including the uh, the announcement, the official announcement of Joe Biden. He's running in the video he just put out, which we've watched and we'll have to talk about. Also, the whole Tucker. Do you you agree with this? I was just reading in the dispatch's coverage of Tucker Carlson leaving Fox. The first sentence, the political world was rocked Monday morning when Fox announced blah, 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 blah. Was the political world rocked
0: by this? I think so, yeah. Why why was the political world rocked by a cable news host leaving? Because of his outsized influence on uh, particularly the right half of the Republican Party. Very popular figure, uh, galvanized certain attitudes, promoted them, grew them. He's a
3: player. Listen to this. Tucker leaving Fox led the NBC Evening Newscast and the ABC Evening Newscast and the CBS Evening Newscast. I was
0: astounded to hear that.
3: The three network news eye uh, all led with Tucker Carlson leaving, which I thought was, that is something. Well, like I said yesterday, he is a big deal in that world. I still don't quite understand, because I don't live in Washington, D.C. or whatever, how big that world matters. But in the world of cable news, he is the biggest deal by far. Maybe the biggest deal that's ever been. Possibly the biggest deal that's ever been in cable news in terms of having his own very unique particular brand that he, like, led. He he would lead the conversations. He could do a show, and that's what that crowd, those millions of people, sometimes me, um, were into, which there aren't many yeah. cable news house, hosts that can do that with their opening uh, little
0: monologue. I would agree. Uh, I I can't think of anybody with greater significance, but that's an excellent point that Tucker was not the echo chamber. He no. would often initiate the discussion. Yeah, the echo chamber was from what he talked about last night,
3: which is that's the opposite of air other show does. The other stupid thing about this, and we can talk more about all of this later, but the other stupid thing that was happening is that all the every news outlet puts it together with Don Lemon leaving CNN. Don yeah. Lemon was setting records for low ratings on on a channel that is in last place. So he yes. was like the lowest rated show on a channel of that channel, on a channel that is in last place. Why does that make the news at all? I wouldn't and so unless it's kind of the reverse of when Michael Jackson died the same day as Farah Fawcett, so nobody knew Farrah Fawcett <laughs> died. It's kind of the opposite. Nobody would have known Don Lemon got fired if Tucker hadn't got fired, because I guess they just felt like they had another cable news getting fired news because
0: that shouldn't even make the news. (laughs) Well, it it did for a couple reasons. First of all, you're right. It's as if Aaron Judge retires on the same day as some light-hitting second baseman who was in the big leagues for uh, one year, um, and and they get equal coverage. But having said that, CNN has way, way, way outsized influence or attention on the left, particularly the lefty media. Their world is so insular, a point that I've been hammering for a very long time, to ascribe any significance other than it's hilarious to Don Lemon finally getting shoved out the door is, is silly.
3: He literally had regularly in the morning like 150,000 viewers. yeah, Nationwide. How does that make the news when that guy loses a job? Now back to Tucker. Tucker is huge. And so why he left is still a little up in the air. Um, and what he's going to do is I don't know. I don't know if he has any idea what he's going to do. Is he going to take all those people to a, uh, a, a video cast podcast sort
0: of thing or something? I don't know. He certainly could probably. Yeah, he's going to do some version of the Glenn Beck Act, uh, Joe Rogan, go independent. Uh, remember, he founded the Daily Caller, which is a pretty successful web sl- website newsletter, um, uh, you know, news generator and and the rest of it. So, you know, that's he's done excellent. it before.
3: That's an excellent point. It wouldn't be like me starting completely from scratch. And how do you start a network now?
0: Yeah. What do you yeah. need? A domain name? I mean, he's
3: done it. He's done
0: it before. You're right. That's a very good point. So I'm sure that's it. It was interesting. The New York Times also fixated on his firing, like the uh, Alphabet Network uh, Evening Newses. Ah, uh, just simply stated he was fired, clearly fired. They fired him. They got rid of him. He's just fired. And I, I still say that's that's possible. I just think it's much more likely the Fox brass came to him and said, this is how it's going to be now. And he said, I can't live with that. And they said, then go. Right. Well, yeah,
3: we've been through that sort of thing, too. So that's just a, that's just a frustrating reality of life. If you're under contract... They want you to do something that you don't want to do. The only way you can leave is for them to, quote, fire you. But you didn't right. want to be there. So, yeah, we've been through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. Yeah. Um, rocked the political world. Interesting. <clears throat> More on that later. Okay. So let's start the show.
0: six months into the show, as a matter of fact, wasn't it? It was a barely six months. We got the speech. Guys, the station is over here, and you're over here. We need to bring those things together. And we said, essentially, well, we're going to do it the way we do it, and if it doesn't work, fire us. And here we are 25 years later. <laughs> Toiling in obscurity. So,
3: um- <laughs>
0: having risen to the heights <laughs> of mediocrity.
3: <laughs> so, let's uh, let's start the show officially, because there's going to be plenty to talk about off of this. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Tuesday, April 25th, the year 2023. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
0: Let's launch our campaign for your hearts and minds, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark.
4: But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting Social Security, dictating what health care decisions women can make, banning books, and telling people who they can love. Oh, I'm making it more difficult for you to be able to vote.
0: <laughs> I'm the uniter in chief.
3: That's exactly right. That's what I like to do as a conservative. You love him. You over there? Love her.
0: No, no, no. You. you stop loving him. <laughs> and you get no health care, none whatsoever. What is that? Moby Dick you're eating? Give it to me. I'm taking away your box.
3: So I found it interesting that the first policy thing he mentions, that's like... I don't know, 30 seconds into the video, maybe, because the first part's got what every politician does, just some flowery, you know, I'm for what's good, as opposed to them who are for what's bad, you know, that sort of stuff. Wow, that's an appealing candidate. Um, That's what everybody does. I want good things. They want bad things. Um, uh, But the first policy thing he mentions is they want to take your Social Security that you've paid in for your whole life. That's doubly dumb, obviously for uh well for two reasons that's what makes it doubly dumb um kevin mccarthy (laughs) the most powerful uh, currently in office republican in the country has stated over and over again loudly and clearly touching social security is off the table not even going to have a conversation about it it's a non-starter so it's just flat out wrong from that standpoint and then the best part is both parties should be talking about cutting social security
0: <laughs> or reforming it certainly oh, in one way or another doomed. I was just going to say it's difficult to assess whether that statement is more dishonest or more irresponsible. It is I mean it's like uh, Mount Everest and K2. You've got to have special equipment to measure you know on which level it's worse. That so social security is going to and Medicare they're going to go essentially broke within a decade and, and then everyone there will have knows to be <laughs> that's right marge margie um and there will have to be drastic drastic reform and or drastic rises in taxes but we're going to go screaming toward the cliff assuring the voters that anybody who even discusses Doing something about social security. Social security is going to, there, you think you're going to eat dog food as an old person. They're not going to let you have, they'll, they'll make you eat the cheap dog food. That's what they're doing to you. And he threw in, he threw in that you've been paying for your entire life to beyond imply that I'm talking about current social security recipients, which is doubly, brutally, dishonest nobody the the most ardent advocates of reforming social security and or medicare say well we've got to phase it in over years we're not going to go after people's benefits right now there is nobody perhaps on earth advocating what biden says republicans are advocating that is something
3: Kremlinologists. that's what they used to call people who like would watch uh newscasts from the soviet union and try to figure out if the premier had died or that sort of stuff. You look, you look at everything and pour over. The, so looking at this video today, like a um pouring it over. One of the interesting things that, that, that stands out. One, well, Marjorie Taylor green, our, our girl here.
0: And, and everyone knows
3: and it. Everyone knows it. I'm working on that. And I'm still not as snarky. You're getting there. Um,
0: well, but it's a light snark. It's, it's a hint of snark.
3: She makes an appearance in the video, um, uh, because she's a good foil, but, Uh, The most interesting thing is lots of Kamala Harris in the video. So people who pour over that thing. And I was listening to some people who say, look, I've made these kind of videos. Nothing lands in these things by accident. The amount of time, the people you choose, the words, the background, all poured over by dozens of people sitting in a room talking
0: and lots of Kamala Harris in the video. What is that about? I was shocked to see that Shocked. The message was unmistakable and unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're they're going to hang on to the halfwit who nobody, not her, her own staff doesn't want her to be president. That's
3: pretty interesting that the message that they've got is, sure, I'm a million years old, but I seem older than that. But look who's right behind me and we're sticking with her. That's an interesting message to decide to. Uh, I guess they just want to shut up in conversation, but I don't. I don't know. We can talk about that more later, too. That's interesting. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. Can't wait. I'll have to tell you my favorite part of the video, though. It's like a half a second long. Maybe a quarter of a second long, but my favorite part of the Biden video. Hmm. Uh, Text line is 415-295-KFTC.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
3: Jelly to my house. My son wanted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for school today, and I did not have any jelly. What a time to it's be alive. Time to, it's great time to be alive. you <laughs> can
0: right, just, with your ah. phone, order jelly and have it delivered to your home. You know, this is of zero significance. Zero. But I have returned to my inner eight-year-old, and instead of my protein bar that's uh, a variety of brands that I've eaten on the way to work or, or at the station or whatever, uh, getting ready for the show... I have now gone to peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every single damn day. Good sandwich, man. And I have not gained an ounce either. I'm living the same lifestyle I always have, so Good there you sandwich. have Good sandwich. And I make them sloppy with PB&J, too. <laughs> I mean, there is no restraint. <laughs> Delicious. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Speaking of the, uh, the studio, I was going through a bunch of stacks of paper the other day and Came across this quote I had saved from Nellie Bowles, who wrote that brilliant uh, piece, How San Francisco Became a Failed City. And here's your quote. I used to tell myself that San Francisco's politics were wacky, but the city was trying, really trying to be good. But the reality is that with the smartest minds and so much money and the very best of intentions, San Francisco became a cruel city. It became so dogmatically progressive that maintaining the purity of the politics required accepting or at least ignoring devastating results. Well, that's pretty good. So dogmatically Mm -hmm. progressive accepted or ignored devastating results. As I've said a million times, the best way to discredit progressive policies is to enact them. Unfortunately, it's a painful process.
3: Yeah, and in an effort to be nice to criminals and homeless people, you are cruel to your regular law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. Yeah, yeah, in essence, yeah.
0: Mailbag. (laughs) Oh, nice note here from Greg jack is a prophet just about every monday jack suggests this could be the week when everything comes together or you're marched to your car with a cardboard box well who could have guessed the latter is precisely what would happen to both tucker carlson and don lemon before the show even ended step aside nostradamus jack armstrong is our new purveyor of prophetic insight we bow to your foresight and knowledge sir According to the dispatch,
3: Tucker was completely blindsided. He was in talks for extending his deal through 29, and he found out 10 minutes before we all did.
0: That's interesting. That is very interesting and stunning. And just as a guy in the business, I would love to know how that unfolded and why. I suspect the news will filter out pretty quickly. Uh, moving along, uh, Barry from Thailand thought this was uh, very good. Uh, who is it? The New York Times has a long, fawning, stupid interview with Anthony Fauci in which they just explained that all the mistakes were just because nobody was sure what to do and the pandemic was so bad. Anyway, uh, Barry points out, we're coming up on the April anniversary of the Chernobyl explosion. I mention this because the reaction by the Soviet Union then and China's reaction to COVID now are almost identical. The Communist Party in both instances should have been jailed. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that kind of goes against the whole idea of a Communist Party, but you're absolutely right. Uh, How about this from Kay? Uh, Heard about Tucker Carlson on your show. I felt that Tucker occasionally did exceptional journalism, but that was overshadowed by a tendency toward outright demagoguery and dishonesty. dishonesty. Interestingly, I was listening to a radio program over the weekend. Tucker came up. Consensus was... Tucker wasn't a conservative exactly, just someone that would flow toward whatever got him the most clicks. Subpoenaed emails from Tucker by Dominion revealed several stating outright Trump was a liar, nut, and he hated him passionately, as well as the stolen election claims were garbage. That was not helpful to Fox's defense. Uh, and to summarize the rest of it, she just wonders whether he was too dangerous for Murdoch and Fox going forward. I actually
3: don't know. I have some guesses we can speculate. Later in the program.
0: Speculation on talk radio.
3: Don Lemon, on the other hand, will be parking your car at your favorite restaurant, most likely.
0: Yeah, he was fired because he sucked. That one's solved. That one's easy. Let's move on. <laughs> if yep. you miss an hour, grab the podcast.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: You know what's the stupidest story that gets done on a regular basis? There's a
0: long list, actually. Oh, of course, yeah.
3: Any time a media outlet, and, and, and this happens, um, um, uh, uh, both, both political sides do this, and it's dumb on both sides. Any time when you point to a drop in stock price or the stock market as, as, as evidence of something, Mm -hmm. And that's being done with Tucker Carlson being firing. And as you've seen, Fox stock dropped, blah, blah, blah. So uh, obviously not a good move. That doesn't mean a freaking thing. Almost always, and I mean almost always, the stock or the stock market goes back up to where it was as soon as, you know, the uncertainty passes, which is usually like a day to three.
0: Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if the firing of Tucker Carlson did not hurt Fox's stock. It almost would have to. But I also don't know what other media stocks did or the market in general right, yesterday. Right, exactly. The, that's your uh, univariate fallacy right there. Is that the right word? Univariate. Univariate.
3: Okay.
0: Univariate. Oh, I got it around here somewhere.
3: More than one variable.
0: Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, but you pretend there's only one variable,
3: which is always applied to the stock market. Anyway, by the dip, we'll talk more Buy about the uh, we'll talk more about Tucker Carlson leaving Fox and what is known and mostly not known. Coming up a little bit later, uh, it's uh, more out of sedan. What's going on there? Uh, we got an, a, an amazing report from I think it was ABC News about Ukraine. So we'll get to that later.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of ignoring the Sudan thing. Um, I just figure there's a big world out there. There are a lot of stories. I'm not going to concentrate on that one. I know there are a number of American citizens who want to get out. 16,000? 16,000. Is that right? I heard one report say a, no- a number of whom have never been to the United States.
3: Yeah. A lot of people that have dual citizenship that I don't, I don't know how you got it without ever coming here. I don't know how that whole thing works. but
0: Yeah. Well, if I was in war-torn Sudan, I'd want to come to America, too, mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. So So, the sitting president of the United
3: States has announced he officially he's running for re-election. That's mostly a fundraising thing. It changes the laws for raising money, and that's what it's all about. Because everybody knew he was running, and uh, the, the whether he announced a month ago or two months from now doesn't really change anything at all. But it matters to
0: fundraising. But anyway, he put out his video today. I think it was Buck Sexton. Uh, I could be wrong. I took in a lot of media yesterday, but somebody said, I still don't think he's running. Wow. I think this is a ploy to keep things settled on the left, raise money, um, counter Trump, but he will eventually announce, no, I'm not. Wow. I thought was interesting. I
3: hadn't heard that. Would that make more sense for why uh, we were discussing this a few minutes ago? If you didn't hear it, and if you haven't seen the video, Kamala Harris is all over the video. Them walking down the hall side by side like they're equals. I mean, they they clearly were. They did everything but put in print over it. Kamala Harris is the running mate. Okay, don't talk about any other options.
0: Exactly. Yeah, the time for them to do what they've been doing is every day. And they did it. Anyway, uh, it's my theory that he featured Kamala that he doesn't actually want to run because he knows how old he is. Uh, and he featured Kamala in the video that heavily to terrify the Democratic Party into finding somebody else. <laughs> um, and it might work. It might work. But so so a that's threat He put her in there as a threat. Precisely. Come on now, yeah. Come on now you halfwit. Um, so uh, the, I think that's the main visual you need to know. Uh, Other than the standard waving waving flags and cherry blossoms and Washington monuments and plucky children fawning over the president and handsome men and women of carefully selected race and ethnicity uh, surrounding him, of course. Um, But other than that, it's kind of your standard visuals. I'll
3: tell you my favorite part of the video, and it is a visual, so you'd have to see it coming up.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's just uh, go through it. There's a handful of clips you're going to play. Let's start with 60M, dog.
4: Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term. To fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red and blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equal and everyone is given a fair shot at making it. Well, I get they, they're doing a cool sound effects thing in there.
0: Freedom. And then he said, "Busman went. My, my busman went." Yeah, I think he <laughs> said. <laughs> I think he said, "This should be a red and blue nation. A red and blue nation." Uh, I will tell you this, as an audio professional, he had unlimited takes right. of every single word, and it still came out that slurry. Yeah. Yeah.
3: How can he be running? So what were they running? I don't remember. I was kind of half paying attention, brushing my teeth. What, what was the visuals over the whole freedom? Did they throw in any January 6th stuff or anything like oh, that?
0: Oh, oh, thank you. Yes, it opened. That was the opening visual, January 6th, for, for the first 10 seconds or so, chaos and ugliness and people screaming angrily.
3: Okay, because they have to make that argument about uh, that's why we're the freedom party and they're they're not, because you can't go with, we're all about Personal freedom. I heard somebody actually say that today. Personal freedom. You're you're passing laws on like what car I can drive and what stove I can use and personal freedom. What the heck are you talking about? Can't have a gun,
0: et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, in the next clip, it it makes clear that yeah, they're going to go hard at the whole. Every day will be January sixth if you uh, elect anybody to the right of Mitt Romney. Go ahead.
4: But, you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy. Dictating what health care decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love. All while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote.
0: Wow, that was... More dishonesty packed into 20 seconds than I think has ever been heard in American politics. That was a stunning achievement in dishonesty.
3: And I I was just I'm I'm, 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 in my mind. I'm kind of one place because I was just reading the punditry of a couple of my favorite right wing pundits who say, you know, Joe Biden, all he's got to do is announce he's running. He doesn't there's really nothing he needs to do if Trump is the opponent. It's still going to be a, do you want Trump or not? That's just what it's going to be.
0: Yes, that's correct. Yeah. On the other hand, the stunning dishonesty is worth tipping our caps to, as we mentioned earlier, the idea that. Extreme MAGA Republicans are going to cut your Social Security. You've paid into your whole life. There is not a single human being in America who is advocating cuts to current Social Security recipients.
3: No, and if we were a grown-up country with an informed population that was going to be responsible, uh, both parties would be saying... That, that video would say, of course, we all agree we need to make adjustments to Social Security to keep it solvent. But the Republicans want to do it this way. We want to do it this way. That's what the grown-up country would do. But instead, oh, yeah. we're going with the, of course, neither party is going to do anything about Social Security, even though math is a real thing.
0: Yeah. 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 So they're uh, trying to limit women's health care. Uh, whenever you use a euphemism, it's because you don't want to talk about what you're talking about. Yeah, there are efforts to limit abortions in various parts of the country. It's in front of the electorate. The Supreme Court more or less just affirmed that this is a matter for the voters, not the courts. You you down in Texas, pipe down. Uh, we'll talk about this later. You can also always
3: turn it around to say we're increasing the health care for the baby.
0: Well said. They're banning books. Yeah, porn, both gay and straight in elementary schools. Yeah, they're banning porn. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) All all while trying to make it harder for you to vote. Yeah, all while uh, trying to ensure that balloting is secure and that people, and this is the critical part, people have faith in the results of our elections, without which the country will crumble into a violent mess so yeah guilty trying to ensure ballot fidelity you well, lying old fart and i'm so tired of
3: talking about this that was
0: disrespectful but- let me let me retract that that was over the line that was don lemon-esque that was irresponsible <laughs> it was rude it was ungentlemanly and i regret it back to you
3: most of that ba- changing the way you vote stuff has always been going back to the rules before covid that's almost all of
0: Jim it. Jim Crow on steroids! Listen to you! Anyway, oh, again, Lord, help us! It's going
3: to come down to, on election day, do you want Trump or not? That's what it's going to be. And it's a, there's a good possibility that enough of the country wants Trump that he'll get elected, but that's what the decision's going to be.
0: We'll uh, bring it home with this stunning and slurry close after a quick word from our friends at MyPillow. And my recently. favorite visual part. Oh, right, right. The right, video right. that is the most it, ridiculous of the whole thing. We cannot let that go unsaid. <laughs> Recently, we were put in contact with MyPillow, introduced to their wide array of products, all focused on enhancing our sleep. One of the standout products were their Giza Dreams Sheets. So Mike Lindell, the inventor
3: of MyPillow, has made it his passion to give you a great night's sleep. These Giza Dream Sheets do just that. They're made from the world's best cotton. Giza! They're ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And right now, the Dream Sheets are at its lowest price ever. They're coming in as low as $29.98
0: if you use the promo code Getty. Mmm. G-E-T-T-Y. The Giza Dream Sheets come in multiple colors, styles, and sizes. Now's the time to upgrade your bedding and enhance your sleep. Remember, MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio Listener special square to check out this sale on Giza Dream Sheets. When you click on the square, you'll also find deals on other MyPillow products. Uh, so again, go to mypillow dot com and use the promo code Getty G E T T Y. They're really nice sheets, really soft and comfy. Enjoy sleep well, friends. Sleep well. Do you want to do your visual thing first, or uh, oh, hang on to that for last? All right, let's just—I don't have it in me to listen. It's my to closing 62. argument. I agree with you. I don't have all it right. In Sixty-three. Me play it, please.
4: Every generation of Americans has faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment.
0: Mm, Your moment was like
4: 1981. But anyway. True international
3: depression. The the Rolling Stones had released Tattoo You's Start Me Up. That was your (laughs) moment. (laughs) Wow. Which is... Forty-some years ago. Um, Worth mentioning that Joe Manchin, Democratic senator, who put the whole Inflation Reduction Act over the line, which is one of the worst things we've ever passed in American history, yesterday tweeted out, the Biden administration is breaking its word to the American public by ignoring the text of the Inflation Reduction Act to pursue its radical climate agenda. Let me be clear. If this continues, I'll do everything in my power to stop them, including voting to repeal the Inflation Reduction Act. So while the Joe Biden has got in his campaign ad and hanging his hat on all these great changes he's made, he's got one of the Democrats who uh, who, who who voted to put it over, saying he was all for repealing it. So I think that's interesting. Um, maybe we can get into that in more detail later. Here's my favorite part of the video that came out today. It's like, God, it's so short. They've got him... In his suit and tie, like, coming onto a stage and running. It's like half a step over him running. With, like, a smile on his face to to make him look, like, energetic and young. Young and vigorous, Wow! When did that happen? Was he running or falling? Was he just falling? He might have been falling.
0: Boy, and the fact (laughs) that it's a single stride. Yeah,
3: I'm not sure it's a whole stride. It's like a half a stride of him running. Just, like, taking a step. Like, here I go
0: again, yeah. he might be falling a <laughs> <laughs> wow. stunt double, yeah, it could be a stunt double, but I thought that was hilarious.
3: That's like that was too much that that almost to me draws more attention to his feebleness than corrects it i think I think if it if it right.
0: lands at all, it's gonna make people oh yeah, right, he's really old. <laughs> Well, with deep fakes these days, why don't they just have him bench pressing 400 pounds or, or crossing the finish line of the Boston Marathon or something like that? Running past Rocky on the beach or something. Watch Hurling me footballs to Hunter on the beach. Oh, that reminds <laughs> me, there is major Hunter Biden news to come. Oh, really? Yes. So I don't. I,
3: I think the long and short of it is it uh, it isn't going to matter a whole lot. It's it's still. I mean, if it, if it's the two guys we think it's going to be right now, it's you either want Trump or you don't.
0: That sounds like an ultra-maga Republican coming after old people's last dollar to me. That you. they paid in for their whole lives. Um, yeah. We have much
3: on the way. You can text us anytime, four one five two nine five kftc
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Here
3: is my number one tip for celebrities. Number one tip for celebrities die before all your fans do. If you want anybody to care, Harry Belafonte is dead at the age of ninety-six, but none of you listening know why he's famous, including me. So there you go. Here
0: he is kicking out the jams. What year would this have been? What's not to like? Uh, I don't know. Fifty-nine, sixty-three.
3: Yeah, so my parents would be into it. Joe Biden,
1: Joe Biden's in mourning right now.
0: He was a fine warbler of tunes, Jack. He also became a Castro-loving radical leftist, uh, oh, yeah, you know, pain freaking, in the hindings,
3: freaking communist. But you 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 want to well, see you got your own life to live, so dying kind of cuts the fun out of it. But if you're purely yeah. <laughs> if you're purely looking at your impact on society, as we all know from your Jimi Hendrixes, your Buddy Holly's, your Kurt Cobains, you die in your 20s when you're at the peak of the popularity. James Dean uh Jim River, Morrison. River of Phoenix. Course, I mean yeah. you die at the peak of your popularity. Oh, you're huge. Forever. Of course you're dead, so you don't really get to enjoy
0: it. You live
3: to be 96. All your fans are already dead. They don't know the, the people alive, they don't even they, they see your obituary, they don't even read it. They don't even know who you are.
0: Well, I'm sure all the celebrities listening, Jack, have made note of your advice and uh thank you for it. Uh speaking of celebrities uh current Former Green Bay Packer
3: Aaron Rodgers, current New York Jet, as he is leaving the Green Bay Packers after all those years, won a Super Bowl four-time league MVP. I didn't realize that. He's going to the Jets. So New York is very excited about that. Um, came across this. Oh, we got a lot of good stuff coming up later in the program, by the way. I want to break into the whole Tucker Carlson leaving Fox and what does that mean or doesn't mean. Also, I came across this. Like father, like son, and this is important to me. Research shows men copy their fathers in so many different ways. I want to talk about that later in the program. Mm. That's
0: meaningful. Okay. Yeah, not surprising at all uh, to me. Also, major Biden family news and uh, an absolutely revealing, brilliant analysis of the woke religion in all its forms. Uh, talking about racism, climate change, the trans thing, crime, uh, homelessness, breaks it down scientifically, charts out the beliefs that they express and why they uh, why they are what they are. It's called Woke Religion, a Taxonomy, by a couple of brilliant people who we've quoted many times on this show, uh, Peter Boghossian and uh, Michael Schellenberger. So that next hour, plus some shocking numbers about quote-unquote, income inequality will completely change the way you think about that phrase.
3: Are we doing anything now, or is everything coming up? That's what I would think as the listener. Listen to this. 40 years ago, 40 years ago, the video game Pac-Man earned $6 billion worth of quarters. It was in its second year of existence. It had just come on the scene. How How? much was that at the time Pac-Man, in 1983 made more money than the combined amount of money spent in all Vegas casinos and U.S.
0: movie theaters. That is stunning! Video games, then as now. That is stunning!
3: Absolutely amazing. I don't know if I ever, pl- I don't know if I know the difference between a walka, walka, walk walka, walka boop. I don't know if I know, because we didn't dig up the sound effects. So I'll just do them with my mouth. Yeah, um, great. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I know the original Pac-Man from Miss Pac-Man. Did they get a divorce and she got to keep the game and he went? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do I do not know that, actually. I, I was never a great fan.
3: She had a little thing in her hair, but was the game any different?
0: Do you know, Michael? It was subtly different,
3: wasn't okay. it? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I was good at
3: it. I was pretty good at it.
0: Should have turned pro. (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah, you could do.
3: Yeah, exactly. At the time, it was a modern war. I'd be putting out YouTube videos of how to play Miss Pac Man and my hacks for getting to the second level and all that sort of stuff.
0: Make a career out of it. Yeah, you could now, Mm -hmm. which is strange, although you'd be up against roughly a million competitors. Yep. You just have to be good at it, just like everything else.
3: Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, we do four of them and grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand
2: Armstrong and Getty Imagine you ask two people The same seven questions I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to Explore in my podcast, Mini Questions This year we bring a whole new group of guests To answer the same seven questions Including Courtney Cox Rob Delaney, Liz Fair And many, many more Join me on Season 3 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
3: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.